Oh, Hello, check, check. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome Huddle Up a Football Podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back, guys. What up? What? What a wild... Dude, what a good playoff week. It yeah. was really good. It was actually a really great playoff week. I don't think there were really any disappointments. The The Monday night game actually was a bummer. I don't think we saw that coming. Was it fun to watch Tom Brady get just no. shit on? I don't think it was. Uh, that one was bad. Uh, it would have been fun either way on that one. So, the the Niners game wasn't good, but that one, like, it was fun watching the Niners run it up. That, that's the thing about the Niners. The Niners were just so dominant during that game. Um, it was like a slow kill. It really you was. They were going to win, and then it was, like, close, and you're like, what? what's going on? And then they, they pulled away. Yeah. I feel like with the Tampa Bay game, everybody felt like, like I remember with, like 10 minutes left to go, the line was still not moving. Like everybody, like even Vegas was like, oh no, it could happen, it could happen, it could happen. He's got to score three touchdowns in 10 minutes and we're like, okay, here it comes, here comes Tom Brady. And it just never happened. Was that a, was there, was there bad officiating this weekend? Was that a thing? I, so uh, I, I noticed it maybe a little bit, but I, I guess I heard that there's some false starts that were missed, like where these tackles jump a little like early, but it's kind of like, it's like they know the snap count. It's like as the center snapping the ball. So I don't really have a problem with it. I fucking hate when the games go to commercial 10 times in three minutes. So anything to, you know, if they're just keeping flags in their pockets and not calling far, false starts, I'm completely good with that. But I did hear something about that. I did see in the game, I remember there was a questionable non-call and a false start. And I remember exactly what you said. It was like one of those millisecond things. And, and I can appreciate that not being in the game. I can also appreciate uh, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Have we really talked about him? The last pick in the draft? Like his- we compared him to Tom Brady last week. Brock Purdy, Tom Brady. That's right. But have we really talked about yes. Brock Purdy? No. I mean, I don't really want to go on too long about the, about the last quarterback pick, but this fucking team looks like the real deal. I know that we did our um, projections for how the playoffs were going to go. And we've got, we, we like uh, unanimously agreed that the Niners were going to make a deep push. And we all thought they could very well, like we got them in the Super Bowl. Um, but dude, he's been perfect. Like is, is what's Tampa Bay going to do at this point? So let's have this conversation about the quarterback situation. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's just kick it off with Brock Purdy, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and with Trey Lance. What the fuck are the 49ers going to do? Because we're already at a point now where like in, incredibly difficult decisions have to be made. You have the last last quarterback in the draft. You've got a guy who led you to a Super Bowl, and you've got this other dude that you're all in love with that you traded up to get just a couple of years ago. Like, what the fuck are they going to do? Garoppolo's gone, right? Yeah, so Garoppolo's gone. Yeah. Okay, now what? Good, good news is you've got two hopefully decent quarterbacks. Brock Purdy appears to be pretty good, and then... Trey Lance is your prospect. 
What's great about both those guys is you're not paying them shit. So it doesn't really cost anything to keep them both around. Um, so I would expect both those guys to be on the roster next year. Season probably starts with Purdy. Uh, Trey Lance probably still trying to get healthy. And I wouldn't expect to see Trey Lance unless Purdy has a bad couple of weeks and there's, they want to change and it's time to try out Trey Lance again. But uh, I, they're, I, they've got the bet, you know, it's a, it's, it's a situation you want to be in as a team, right? You, you know, we're as the Colts, we don't have shit at the quarterback position. They've got three options. Like it's a, it's a great place to be. And if, if Garoppolo has gone with those other two guys, they're in a really good spot. I think Brock Purdy controls his own destiny at this point. Um, if he leads them to a Super Bowl, we've kind of seen that that's not good enough for them. But if he wins a Super Bowl for the 49ers, he will be the starter until until he proves that he's not a starter in the league. And I think at that point, even though the draft capital for Trey Lance was, you know, they mortgaged a future to get, to go up to three to get him, um, he would be the backup at that point. Yeah, so it doesn't matter though. Like what you spend doesn't matter. You got your Super Bowl. It's like the Rams treating yeah. for Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford may not look look good now, but they got a Super Bowl out of it. And if you know, if you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, then nothing else really matters. And I think you yep. keep them both around. But yep. I guess where where do you guys think Jimmy G would end up? So we've got some car- we got QB carousel options here. We've got a little bit of a list, but. I think Jimmy G's our first one to talk about. We don't, I don't think any of us expect him to be with the Niners next year. So do you guys see any places that are good fits for him? I mean, I see a lot of good places that are fit for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. You'd like to see him in a place with a, uh, a, de- a developed offensive line. And um, I mean, the system that he was in was just absolutely perfect for him. I don't know how else to say it. The, the, there was Debo, right? But in Garoppolo's prime... Debo wasn't really the playmaker that he is now. He had big plays, but he, was, he had some injury concerns early in his career, so he wasn't always available. Um, having, having said that, it was still a very um, – it was a veteran wide receiver core. They had uh, – was it Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl in that slant? Was that the, the guy he should have thrown the ball – that he tried to throw the ball to that he was just a little short and ultimately cost him the game? Yeah, he's had good wide receivers around him, not typically great. Uh, I would say that this year the, the Niners have the best wide receiver group that they've had in a very long time, as far as I can remember. Am I wrong to say that? No. No. Okay. Um, so I'd like to see him in a place where he can be who he is, which is a pocket guy, right, a game manager um, who has a little bit of time behind the line and who has wide receivers who just do their job, a defense that can keep them in games, if not keep them, uh, you know, positive side of games, I think that's a recipe for success. Uh, I'm looking at these teams. We wrote down, um, let's say the, the Jets are, are a shit show. The Ravens have questions about Lamar. The Titans, there's a team that has has some legitimate value. Uh, but do the, the, Titan, Titans, the Titans have Jimmy G right now. But that's what I was about to say. Is the Titans really, the, <laughs> do they really want to move on from one Jimmy G to the other? Uh, I like the Colts. I do like the Colts for Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that's not necessarily super popular. But I, I really do like that landing spot. Having said that, I can understand why Colts fans and Colts ownership would have some fatigue with that decision and why that's not very attractive. Um, I mean, the veteran Band-Aid is what Corey called it. Uh, it's been Band-Aid after Band-Aid after Band-Aid. Uh, 
I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo would just be a Band-Aid. I think he's better than that. But I think the perception would be that he is a Band-Aid, that he's another bridge quarterback to the future. And ultimately, I really feel like the Colts are a couple of bad seasons away from losing the perception battle. Like people are, people are losing hope, right? You can only say they're a Super Bowl team so many times before uh, you start saying that they're fakes, right? Yeah. Outside of yeah. that, I think the Seahawks. That there's a team that's got some some. There's some desire there. The Seahawks. What do you think about that, guys? <clears throat> I want to see what Daniel says. I think there's one team that stands above all the rest, but I want to see what Daniel says. Yeah, the Seahawks are talking about re-signing Geno, so I think they really liked what they saw out of him this year. But I mean that the 49ers are run first defensive team, and that's who the Seahawks are. So that would be that would be great, and as far as the weapons go too. But um, if I if I were Jimmy G, I'd want to go to a team. I know there's some teams with question marks here, but I would want to go to a team where. Literally, all you have to do is not make mistakes and have good skill players around you. So I'm looking at two teams in the NFC South. I'm looking at the Saints, and I'm looking at the Falcons. They they are surrounded by talent. The Falcons have a very underrated line. Um, they have a good quality. You know, Tyler Algier came on at the end of the year. Good um, slot catching running back in Cordell Patterson, um, Kyle Pitts. You know, Drake London. They, there's a lot of things going for the Falcons. Um, and then the Saints, the Saints have a, have a decent defense, or at least they should. Um, Alvin Kamara, they have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas coming back. I mean, there's positives to both of those teams. And um, if I were Jimmy G, or I guess if I were an NFL team, I would also look at Jimmy G as kind of like a Band-Aid and maybe a bridge quarterback because I feel like we've seen his peak, but also with his peak, was it him or was it the system? And I think about 90% of the people agree. Of course, we're looking at Brock Purdy right now. It was the system in, in, in San Francisco. But he is very good at not turning the ball over. So if you have a serviceable quarterback that can protect the ball, kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback that's not really that good but can lead a team. I mean, we saw him take over the Saints last year and go 5 or 6-0 and um, with, a, with a good team around him. I think that's, that's a perfect scenario for Jimmy G to get paid next year. I don't hate any of those options. I think, you know, if he's looking for a starting role and somewhere where he wants to get paid and really take over, I think, you know, any any of those teams you just named, Daniel, are definitely an option. I think the best option on the board, though, you know, Tony mentioned the system and the offense. Uh, Mike McDaniel coaches Miami Dolphins, and they've been pretty successful with Tua. Obviously, there's some question marks about his health. I know they said they expect him to be back next year, but you know, if they can wrangle up Jimmy G down to Miami, wh- whoever they start, whether it be Jimmy G or Tua, they've at least got that second option that's going to be very serviceable for them. So for me, the Dolphins are an absolute no-brainer for Jimmy G right now. So I'm pulling That's up the contract scary now. What's going on with Tua? His base salary for Tua is only a million dollars, a cap hit of nine nine million six hundred thousand. So when um when is his when's his fifth year option? Because they'll probably pick that up. How long has he been in the league? Two years. Um, two or like three. Is this two. Upcoming as his three. Uh, no, this is his fourth year. The 2023 season. I'm sorry. 
2023 is okay, so he's been yeah. in three years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they have, yeah they have two more years to to really decide if they want to keep two up. Wow, so that's that's perfect. That's wow. perfect. If they get if they get a guy like Jimmy G, you know I mentioned Teddy Bridgewater as a comparison. <laughs> they had it right there. So uh, Jimmy G is a younger version. So we gotta we gotta put Jimmy G somewhere. Where do you guys want to put him? Man, I was gonna make an argument for Tampa Bay, but now that I see what I see. I told you there's a team that stands above all the rest. I couldn't believe neither of you guys mentioned. My you know, uh, I, the more I, the more I think about it, Jimmy G just seems like a a, a commanders quarterback. Like oh, just oh my god, would, just so seriously, just someone they would go after. Like when is the last time? Like <laughs> we've had Carson wins, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's it's Jimmy G all all over, right there. I'm putting Jimmy G on the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Corey on this one. I'm going to lean Corey's way. I mean, obviously, it's the best decision, but what do we think about Tua? Do we think Tua is going to be fine and moving forward and everything's going to be good and Jimmy G is just going to be the backup? Here's what I think about Tua. Yeah, Go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. You want to? I think you're going to make a better point than I am. Tua's Tua's feature is like we're legitimately concerned about Tua being able to be a healthy human being. Like forget about football. But how many sure. more hits to the head? Remember Austin Collie? Like I hate to go back to the Colts, but that's like a head injury guy that I remember seeing him take hit after hit to the head. And maybe it's just because I was watching it. There's going to be a lot of other people like this. But well, maybe it's because we saw Austin Collie, Anthony Gonzalez, and Dallas Clark taking those. Hits maybe so. Remember Luke Keekley? <laughs> remember Luke Keekley? Let's 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 yeah. switch it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest ever at his position retired at like 29. I'm going to go back to the Colts again, Andrew Luck. I mean, these guys get hurt, and somebody gets a hold of them and is like, hey, you're going to be a fucking vegetable when you're 45 years old. Like, that's the reality. Like, I'm not saying that lightly. Yeah. I know that sounds like that sounds like extreme, and I'll tell you, you're, it, being, you're being totally so dramatic. But there comes a point where it might not be worth it. And so yeah. I guess my argument is the Dolphins have to protect themselves. Uh, the player has to protect himself. Right? So this might be a situation where we bring in Jimmy Garoppolo just as 1A, 1B. I mean, look at what the yeah. Saints have done with, with two quarterbacks. Imagine, imagine if Tua is your, your, your quarterback for half of the game and you've got plays drawn for his mobility and for his deep ball accuracy. Like, I mean, imagine that. Uh, paired with the consistency and the stability of Garoppolo. Dude, Corey, you've got me closed. If Garoppolo goes to Miami, that's a dangerous team. Waddle, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> are you kidding me? The system. Yes. This is I, my concern with Tua, and I'm not I'm not big on like the two quarterback thing, but I mean we've just seen like basically this the back of this guy's head bounces off the turf. He's out for two games, so you know that's pretty. It's going to happen in a football like that's pretty common. So he, he it's a very big safety net for the Dolphins. It's almost just a no brainer. And I'm not, and especially if you got two years left to figure out what Tua really is, yes. Then yeah, pay pay Jimmy G the money. And I'm not saying the I'm Dolphins. a fan of a two B system, two quarterback system. I'm not saying I like that, but I think I see it as a viable alternative to keeping putting Tua out there every week, knowing that any given week he could just catastrophe could happen. We've seen too much of it. Too much has happened this year to plan on Tua being the the guy week one. I think the only reason, the only way this would happen is if Tua is gone. Because just picture Jimmy G having a market. 
okay, in this free agency, are you really going to pay a backup $100 million? Jimmy G might get some absurd deal. Jimmy G's not, he's not getting that deal. There's, I don't think so. There's, so. there's so many needy teams. You know, if the Jets lose out on like Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers or whatever, and they get desperate, the Commanders, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks. If if Tom Brady leaves, I mean, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. The Panthers. Someone is going to want to pay Jimmy G like 15 million a year. Are you going to pay a backup that? That's cheap for a quarterback now. Yeah. So, all right, all right. So I, I can hear that. I Let's, for our scenario, let's put Tua back on the Dolphins. Let's just say that spot's full. What, what a, out of all these other teams, who's going to be most likely to do that, Daniel? And we're going to, that's where we're going to put them. Falcons, Saints, Commanders. I feel like a team that's so far back in the draft currently, they wouldn't be able to move up. So, um, Spin it out. That's uh, hard to look up. Um, commanders are at 16. The Panthers. The Panthers, Panthers. Are, they got to be mid, mid, middle, middle round. Yeah. They're mid pack. Well, I'm not seeing a Panthers draft pick. Oh, I yeah. do. They're at nine. They're at nine. So that's, that's too much. They're going to try and get a quarterback. What about the Saints? Saints, I am not seeing a pick here for in the first round. What about the Commanders? 16. Without a pick in the first round, they're probably going to be out of the quarterback sweepstakes, and that's just so crazy. We just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. well, Of course, of course we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to say the Falcons can get it done with a second-round pick. I think, I think this first-round pick talk is crazy for – Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's completely no, fucking... No, no, no. What I was saying was that whoever has a first-round pick and they're in the top half are probably going to be targeting a quarterback. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I think you know, I like uh, the Panthers. All right. Jimmy G to the Panthers. There we go. That took right. a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's not like... He's just forever a middle guy. <laughs> Um, for a team, for a team like the Panthers, they were competing for their division this year. If they feel sure. like they're a quarterback away from winning that division, especially with Tom Brady heading out of town, possibly uh, they could definitely be in the Jimmy G market. Do you like that transition there, Tony? Yeah, let's go Dude. ahead and take it. Let's take hey, it. T- Tom Brady just got his ass whipped by the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I think uh, Tampa Bay. I think it's run its course. Um, yep. I th- they're not the team they were when Tom Brady joined. Uh, there's obviously a chance that Tom Brady retires. I don't really see that happening at this point. They really haven't. I don't think he does any, either. There haven't been any signs. Uh, where? So where do you? Where's he going? Where? Where? Are you asking there's, me? Uh, I have a place. I have two places. All right, well, all right. Let's hear your guys's. Go ahead, Tony. First place. I think the easiest route is consistency. I figure he finds a way to stay in Tampa Bay. I think that's a real outcome. If that doesn't work out, him and his boy over in Las Vegas are going to get back together and scream at each other on the sidelines and make a push into the playoffs. Uh, that was my spot. Yeah. yeah. It's Did one of those two spots. Did you see his last press conference? Yeah. After the game? He's talking in past tense. He's gone. Uh, he said also things like hopefully. He used the word hopefully. Okay. I mean, hey. Okay. 
that's real. Because he's thinking real. in his head. He's like, oh, crap, I'm giving too much away. No, no. <laughs> I think he gave too much away first and then pivoted and was like, oh, I'm Tom Brady. I'm supposed to check off these fucking boxes and read the shit to these guys so they don't read into it. And yeah. No, no. What Bill, what Bill taught me. But, yeah, you look at Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, um, Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Un- he's underrated a, you, know, you know Tom Brady is a Hunter Renfro guy. You know, and you oh, know yeah. why, right? West Welker. There he is. Just say it. Just say it. Because he's a short white slot guy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then and then they're starting running back in 2023, Zamir White. I mean, that's going to be they got, uh, they got a running be, game. That's going to be a solid core right there. I think the Raiders are a front runner. I just wouldn't be shocked if they figure something out and keep them in Tampa Bay. You have to remember, like that group I is a good group. Like it's a good place to be. It's a great place to be. It was ugly this year. It was, it was ugly. It was really bad this year, but what were they working? Who was what head coach situation? Uh, is it, Todd Bowles, was it? Yeah, but could you go eight and nine with another quarterback again? Like, they went eight and nine. They were the only team in the playoffs with a losing record. Like, it was awful this year. Yeah, I, I think we had a first-time head coach. Um, oh, he coached them last year. The, all of last year? Yeah, have I lost Bruce it? Arians won the Super Bowl. I've lost it. The next I? year he stepped down. Okay. Yeah, Todd Bowles, and he's he's a coach with experience anyway. Okay. Tom Brady, well, we I already I already put him on Vegas. Okay, then I'll just shut up about it. I, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if they figure out a way, but if he goes to Vegas, I would be equally not surprised. I actually would be. I should say I'd be more surprised if they figure it out than if he goes to to Las Vegas. So what about Derek Carr? He says the goodbye. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's for sure going. I've I've got a place for Derek Carr. I want to I want to know where you guys got him. No, going. no, no, no. You did that last time. Okay, wait on me. Where's he going? All right, Derek Carr is going to Tennessee, boys. Tennessee need a little more juice at the quarterback position. Uh, I think they probably feel like they're a quarterback away. They're they've got young young receivers there and Traylon Burks and I don't know who the hell else. Um, but I don't know. It makes a lot of sense for me. It's a, it's a, it's a weak division where a team probably feels like if they, if they can just solidify that position, they can, they can make a push to the playoffs. I think the Titans make a ton of sense for Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr to me is a fucking snooze fest of a quarterback. He's not necessarily fantastic at anything. Who, who would put you to sleep quicker, Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill had games. I mean, he had. Oh, my God. Bro. He used to have games. Like, Derek he, Carr he's has just... way more games than Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a little more flashy. I'll say I that. I set you up for the perfect no. answer. He chose the opposite. Yes, he was, he was absolutely, he's absolutely more flashy. Ryan Tannehill doesn't get the reputation for being as mobile. Oh like he's, he's so much well, yeah, more he used mobile to be a wide receiver. than he is. I mean, and he's a big guy. Like, he's big. I know, I mean, but. I'm not, I'm not saying he's the answer. I guess, to me, Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill is kind of a sideways move. Given, that, given what I've seen with the Titans – trading away their best player on their team, which is, by the way, not Derrick Henry. Like, he just happens to be the biggest, fastest motherfucker on the team. But giving... He wasn't the fastest. <laughs> giving the best player on the team to the Eagles, I mean, for Traylon Burks, essentially, is what the trade was. 
which is kind of the same guy, but kind of a sideways move, right? Not really quite as good. They thought. They thought. DBD. Yeah. DBD. And, and, and I can see a world where they think Derek Carr is better than than Ryan Tannehill, and they kind of get the same watered-down fucking... You know, the uh, when you go to the grocery store, <clears throat> it's been a long time since I've had this, in the frozen section, like by the pizzas and the um, fucking Pop-Tarts. What are the frozen Pop-Tarts you put in the... With the icing, coaster strudels, coaster strudels, like right there, in the same section is this tube of goop that gets frozen, and you're supposed to put it in a pitcher and water it down, like lemonade. Oh yeah, you work it in your hand. That's what you do with that. However, however it is, you make it, it never fucking tastes. Give a little squirt. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like Ryan Tannehill. And Derek Carr are both that tube of concentrated lemonade that you mix with water. Like, they're just, like, yeah, I'll drink it. It's fine. It'll get me through the day. A hot day, working in the yard. Give me some of that fucking cheap lemonade that came out of that frozen tube. I'll take it. But nobody wants it. Like, right? I, uh, am I right or am I wrong? Like, nobody, I don't nobody know. wants, I think you're wrong. nobody wants either of these guys. I think... Derek Carr has been locked in Oakland and Vegas his whole career. Like, somebody's got to take a shot on him because they're like, at his highest, he's one of the best QBs in the league. But if like his lowest is like mid tier, like he's just like the right situation. I think he could definitely flourish. So I I would disagree with that. Now, if he were to go to Tennessee and absolutely you know be the same guy he was, then we know who he is. But I think one more spot. You, you really find out. And I think Tennessee's a team that'd be willing to make that gamble. Like I said, the, the division's weak. I think they feel like if, if he can play well, they're, you know, right into the playoffs. Their, their biggest deficiency right now is they're one dimensional. They just, all they can do is run the ball. They're just, and maybe Derek Carr can bring that juice to him. And the Titans are a team that, you know, I, I feel like they don't make a ton of splashes, but they, for some reason, this, like this splash just makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Okay. I like it a lot. Put it down. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with Trail that. Burks, they love Kyle Phillips, their slot guy. Uh, they have a great emerging tight end. Uh, his name is Chig Conquo, and uh, a, good, a decent defense. Obviously, we know about you know that that offensive line and Derrick Henry. So I I really like that one a lot. Uh, okay, so Tannehill. We have to talk about Tannehill. Is he oh, just Jesus. relegated to backup duty? Yes, from now on. If 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 Derek Carr goes to Titan goes to the Titans, Ryan Tannehill will will not start anymore so in the NFL. This is a off season preseason quarterback battle that Tannehill eventually loses, and then he is the veteran older presence over Derek Carr, who actually doesn't have any input because they're so close in age anyway. And Derek yep. Carr has done just as much as Ryan Tannehill. Is that what you're telling me? Yep. So yep. just real quick, just looking at Tannehill's contract, 23 is his last year on the contract. Could be a trade candidate. Um, if a team like the Falcons or somebody like that want to take a take a whim on him, see if he can he can work with them. I could see the him commanders? sliding. I could see him maybe taking a dip into the commanders, commanders pool. Oh, that would uh, be but, great. That would be great for those pass catching options there. Absolutely. Help. So I like if because what's the it's free agency and then the draft right like we yeah. we know where the free agents go first yeah, so yeah. Yep. i could definitely see Tannehill getting moved in the draft you know if if uh i don't know what picks everybody has but if 
Kelly Hill's a seventh, eighth round pick. I mean, you're not going to get a lot out of out of Brian second, I say probably a second round pick. He's starter worthy. So, well, Ooh. he's at the, on last year of the contract. So maybe third third round. Yeah, pick. No, I'd you're say way third too or high. later. I think you're way too high. That's okay though. Like a third's too much. I probably a fifth. I bet we settled in on a fifth. He's a quarterback after all. Anyway, okay. I'll accept. Right, who's next? Lamar. Uh, no, oh. let's keep up the backup. Let's keep with the backup. Baker Mayfield. Brought into L.A. as a last-ditch effort to try to keep the season alive. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, Baker's got a lot to prove still. He showed that he had, I mean, there was one good game, really. Like, his first game in was really, really fucking awesome. After that, pretty lackluster. <laughs> but you have to remember, he was the winningest franchise, he was the winningest quarterback in the Browns, like, last 25 years. Like, he, he made it work on a, on a franchise that sucked you're going to sneeze? Nope. No. Okay. He made it work on a franchise that really still sucked. Like, they still suck. They sucked more without him than they did with him. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Like him or not, they sucked worse when he wasn't there. Um, he's at the Rams now. He's, I don't think he's going to stay there. I don't think he's going to be the backup with the Rams. I guess that's an option. Obviously, Matt Stafford's coming back. He's going to be the starter, unless there's some like permanent long-term damage. Uh, do you guys see him going anywhere? Do you think I'm wrong? Is he the backup in the Rams? I see I Corey. Wrong. Corey's moving. Baker's going to stay there as the backup. It's perfect spot. Um, McVay's back. McVay's back. So McVay's back. He's, he's keeping him. He's only spent five to six weeks in the system. Give him more time. He'll be a what having. We talk about it all the time. Having a really good backup is one of the best things to have in this football league. If you say next year the Rams put their shit back together, Stafford takes them to the playoffs. Uh, after the wild card round, they win. They go into the division around. Stafford gets hurt. Bing bong, you got Baker Mayfield, a guy that's been in your system all year. He's got the talent to possibly take you to the Super Bowl. It's it's a priceless situation to be in. I think oh. they could sell him on the fact of Stafford's age and his injury history. It's like, dude, you could take over at any moment. Yeah, and Stafford's one of those guys, hell, he could, you know, after next year, if he has a bad season, he gets hurt, he could just retire. I think, uh, well, yeah, when McVay leaves, he's gone, I think. Yeah. I think, I, I think he's done. Yeah. Okay. I think Baker, Baker's staying with the Rams. You're, you're both pretty convinced, and so I'll just take it. I'll just accept it. Yep. <clears throat> and let's move on. Um, so we talked about some backups. We haven't talked about rookies yet, but before we do that, <clears throat> we've got Tom Brady. We put him with the with the Raiders. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's doing this thing again where he's got to take time and do the process and blah, blah, blah. Did you see he did a show with Pat McAfee? Did you guys see that recently? Yeah. A big thing that I took away, it was he is, I'll say about Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that I really, like he and I probably wouldn't get a beer together and have a great time. But I can respect that he's consistent and he's genuine. And the problem that he had with the Packers organization in the past was specifically guys like Randall Cobb and the way that they were, the way they treated their guys. Well, in this, in this interview, he does a, a thing with, with Pat Mac. Um, I don't know why I call him Pat Mac, by the way, but I do anyway. Pat McAfee. That's how you have him in your phone. Yeah, that's how it is. Anyway. Huh? It's like a weekly thing on Tuesdays. <laughs> point is he went into this big thing about 
it's more than sometimes it's more than just the talent. He talked about the glue pieces and he named off like five or six guys whose stat lines we don't pay attention to, but who keep a locker room together, who keep the team pointing in the right direction, who have veteran leadership, they have insight, they have work ethic, they have all the things that you would want on a football team as a teammate, especially if you're the quarterback, if you're the guy that fucking 12 other, 11 other missiles are trying to destroy. Like he wants his people and he wants him respected. I feel like, I really feel like he's putting the ball back into the Packers court. And if they treat, if they treat the team the right way and they keep the guys around him, I think he stays. I don't think he's leaving. I don't know that he's going to play anywhere else. I, I really think it's Packers or bust. I mean, am I... Help me out, guys. Is there? Oh, if it it'd be wasn't weird to see him on any other of these teams. If it wasn't the Packers, so knowing what we know, Aaron Rodgers, we've known for a long time, is a very sensitive man. That's been said. It's been a meme, even. Like that's been a meme. He is a sensitive man. He pays attention to the things going around him. And uh, is there a, a way that he would trust another organization as much as he trusts the Packers? Because if if that's not possible, then it's Packers or bust. I don't really know what to say. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw it, throw in the Indianapolis Colts just to, just to kind of light a fire under you guys. Cause, uh, that'd be a great spot. I mean, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I can see, um, <clears throat> I can see why some people would. I go back to what I said about Jimmy Garoppolo. I can see why a lot of people wouldn't. Uh, having said that, Aaron Rodgers was very recently back-to-back NFL MVP. So, you know, he's got some, he's got some moxie that comes with him. He's got, he's got a little bit of pizzazz. He's got recent uh, success. But he's it would, also it, got four years left on a big fat contract. And it feels like a Band-Aid. It feels like another Band-Aid deal. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, with, I'm looking at his contract right now. This year he's due, in 2023, he's going to be due 31. 2024, it's $40 million. 2025, it's $59 million. And in 2026, it's $53 million. Nobody's trading for him. He's too old. He's either retiring this year or he's staying with the Packers. I agree. And when we talk about... And, go ahead. And if he does retire, Jordan Love's going to be quarterback in the Packers. They're going to see what they have there. Yep, I agree. I'm dragging Rogers, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, Love. I'm but, dragging yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Packers. There you go. Yep. yep. Throw him on there. Um, you mentioned big contract numbers, like huge numbers for what they're going to have to pay for Aaron Rodgers, who isn't playing at the height of his career. So I'm going to move us on to Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson's in a position where he has to make a contract negotiation or the Ravens will franchise tag him or they'll let him go. They could let him walk, right? That, that's a real possibility, but is it really that real? Of a well, possibility? they would tag him and trade him. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not, not just going to let him walk. They're not letting him walk. Do you see Lamar Jackson playing anywhere else other than the Ravens? Because I, I don't. I, let's just see if we can cross that one off real quick. Uh, the only other scenario, I don't even know. But I wish uh, a team we, I wish we would have put on here is the Bears. I don't, and I guess I don't really remember why off the top of my head, but I know they've, they've changed a few things in the organization since they've drafted Justin Fields. So there might be some people within that 
may not be sold on him, might look at other options. So I've heard possibly, you know, if they franchise tag Lamar, maybe a, a trade straight up for Lamar for Justin Fields, which is kind of even makes sense. Justin Fields, I think, would flourish with the Ravens. I think he'd be better than Lamar. Um, wow. But I don't... Yeah, for I, me, I, I think it's a franchise tag, and I think he plays another year, and then and then something happens next year. Because Lamar's got a lot to prove right now. He's, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy. He's got to prove that he can carry a team to the playoffs and win playoff games, to be frank, um, which I I don't have the confidence that he, he could do that. If I were the Ravens, I'd franchise tag him and trade him move on but i don't i just i don't see that happening i see him back in a ravens uniform next year for one more year what do you what did you say um rogers salary was under the, under his contract for this year do you have it still 31 and next 31 year one mil uh rogers next year is 40 million dollars so the franchise tag is going to cost they think 45 million dollars is what it's going to cost um, yeah yeah that's what they think it's going to cost. So I guess my question then I'm going to throw back to you guys before we move on is would you rather pay 34 for Aaron Rodgers or 45 for Lamar Jackson? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Really? Daniel? Yeah. I know. It's kind of a sore subject for me. I'm kind of ready for Lamar to move on. Well, honestly. take that out of it. Come on. I. The fact that he didn't even show up for the playoff game just kind of tells me he's checked out. He, yeah. he showed up for every other game, and I know he's still hurt. But uh, the, I'll put it this way. The Jets came out as soon as the their last game ended and said, hey, Lamar Jackson is number one on our list. And the Jets are a very quarterback-needy team. They feel like they're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl, basically, with that defense and their skill position players. And if a team made an aggressive enough offer, the Ravens have pulled the trigger before on players in their prime. Um, I mean, you look at Marquise Brown, they just traded him away in the draft for, you know, a draft pick and they didn't even take a wide receiver with that pick. So they felt like they could have just easily replaced him. Uh, You look at CJ Mosley a few years ago, he had four years, four straight pro bowls and they just let him walk. They're like, yeah, we don't want to pay you. See ya. And they haven't really skipped a beat since. Um, and so I can see the Ravens just kind of moving on. Um, if someone makes an aggressive enough offer, remember, they traded up to the 32nd pick. So it's kind of like they, they didn't invest a whole lot of future into Lamar. But if they could offer like two first rounds this year and a first round next year or something, they're I feel like they're just going to take that. And... Okay. The Ravens value draft picks. I'll yeah. say that. They love the draft. They're like the Colts. They love the draft. They love growing guys up. And then they love the decision of, oh, my gosh, he's a stud. We did well in the draft, but are we going to keep him? They love those decisions. So you could throw them on the Ravens for now just because it's going to be no, like no. It's gonna be hard. I think it's going to be hard a, to take him off the I think this is Ravens, our first um, undecided, really. Like, I don't think – I think that we all have kind of said, like – really compelling arguments for any direction. I mean, I, I really, I, I think we don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. What I don't. The Jets? Hold on, I, hold on, hold on. Let's I just go throw back. him on the Jets. Hold on. The Jets said Lamar's number one on their list? Yeah. 
Yeah. Who, who said it? I, I don't know. Popped up on my phone. Said that their free agent, like, to go get list. It feels like something. Lamar Jackson. And they will be willing to spend whatever it takes. It feels like something Robbie Anderson said right before he got pissed off and took his helmet off and threw it in the sidelines or something. Well, Robbie Anderson doesn't even play for the Jets anymore. That was so, two teams ago. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's, it kind of feels like something that he would have said. So, yeah. Daniel brought up a couple good points. Um, the Jets are a team that are willing to go make a splash. They, they're a big market team. They went and got Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. I'm, I'm going to put Lamar Jackson on the Jets. And I think they trade for him on the franchise tag, probably work out a contract. The Jets, they would just love to fill some seats. I think they're probably a playoff team with Lamar Jackson. They're going to make some, some some splashes, but I don't yep. think they're a Super Bowl team like they probably think they do. They might be. Hell, I don't know. Maybe they can make Lamar Jackson better than he is with the Ravens. Um, but the fact that he didn't show up for that playoff game, and there was a comment late in the season by Harbaugh where he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I figured he'd be back by now, but he's not. Like, it just felt like he was kind of turning it against Lamar. Like, like yeah, if he, if he cared, he'd probably be out here playing right now. Especially, you know, if he was borderline, like, Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, all these, Patrick Mahomes, it, you're borderline and it's playoff time, you're getting on the goddamn field. It's just how it works. I know it's the NFL, player safety, but it's the playoffs. You want to be one of the GOATs, you're going to be out there on the field. I, I, I'm actually sold that Lamar is not going to be a Raven next year. Yeah, and I, I think um, the problem is the Ravens have like gone all in on Lamar, and they've they've built their whole entire offense around him. But if they think they can maybe get Anthony Richardson in the draft, you know, maybe the closest thing yeah. to Lamar in this yeah. draft, maybe like a Lamar Jackson slash Dak Prescott type guy. Um, that that could keep people excited, but it's going to be drafted just slightly later. I think they just go for it. I love I love that fit, and I'm I'm going to be honest with you right now. We're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks and stuff later later into the off season, but Anthony Richardson tickles my fancy. That guy's got an absolute cannon. He's got elite speed. He's six four. Lamar's what six one six two on paper. Yeah, the guy is like is seriously like Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. Like if they all three like had had this baby somehow, I'd that pull, would be Anthony I'd Richardson. Pull, <laughs> I'd pull Prescott out and put in like Josh Allen for the arm strength. Like I think he's got a little bit more of a cannon. The guy can put the ball in places where not a lot can, but he's just not super consistent at this point. But I'm I'm yeah. I don't know where the Ravens are picking here. I can tell you real quick. The Ravens are 22nd overall. If Anthony Richardson, if he doesn't have a market, you know, he slides a little bit. I can definitely see that. Well, um, what do the Jets have? Let's just Jets, picture it straight here. The Jets are 13. That's that's Anthony Richardson range right there. That is definitely Anthony Richardson range. Top top 15. So I can see Jets that. Being give a them that. And then the Ravens can hang on to that 22nd. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead. We, we do have a section for rookies here. I'm going to slide Anthony Richardson to the Ravens. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the only rookie that makes sense at this point based on how their offense for is built. For some reason, Richardson just seems like it looked good on a Ravens uniform at the quarterback position. So I would love that. I'm, I'm impressed with what we've done. This is a take. Like, we, are we willing to put our flag in the ground? that Lamar's to the Jets, 
and they're drafting Anthony Richardson. Like, are we willing to say that's that's I, real? I, or are you I hoping? That as a are you hoping, or is it like is this your heart or your brain, Daniel? Because if it's your heart, I don't want to fucking hear about it. If it's your brain, I'm interested. Before Daniel answers, I will say there's probably not a better fit in the NFL right now for Anthony Richardson than the Ravens. Do you remember when I said Kenny Pickett was going to be a Steeler? Yeah, yeah and we all yeah. agreed. Well, we all agreed. The dude played in Pittsburgh. He's he's just the guy. Okay. Is it that is that the situation here? No. Okay. Because there's three other quarterbacks that are arguably better, could be better. And they're all going to be available at 13? Better, better prospects. And no, but we don't know where these quarterbacks are going to go. Anthony Richardson's that Josh Allen talent, though. He's got... More probably more upside than any of these other guys, but very raw, very yeah. raw. He's gonna throw some picks. <laughs> he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna throw, throw some, some picks. <laughs> but okay. hey, year three rolls around. Woo! So MVP. So we're not willing to plant our flag in the ground. Is that that's what you're saying? I'll plant I, my flag. We'd be dumb to plant our flag in any of these right now. It is. Is a. It, I put it. So it feels good. Twitch, I think it feels good. Twitch, I, it feels great. On Twitch, our title is QB Carousel 1.0. So we're we're gonna come back to this when free agency heats up again, and we're gonna we're gonna come back to it. But yeah, right now, right. I mean, it's a hot topic right now. Let's let's fly through the rest of these here. Let's start with the rookies because I think we're all consensus on what's gonna happen here. Sure. Like the Colts straight up to one. They've got to get Bryce Young this year, and they they somehow make it happen. So I feel like Bryce Young. Just pencil him into the Colts. Everybody, like all the mocks that I'm seeing, like all, you know, pro football focus, ESPN, all of them are like, yeah, the Colts, Colts are going to get Bryce Young. So okay. let's just pencil that one in. So the Colts are in an interesting position. Uh, I called in 1070 the fan last week and expressed my position on this because nobody's really talking about it. Everybody's talking about the Colts moving up, but the real reason they would move up is because the Texans are sitting at two. And if the, te- if, if the Colts have a guy... Chris Ballard's always been conservative about this. He's only going to draft a quarterback if he feels it's the right guy. If he sits at four and then the Texans draft his guy, he's got to play that guy for the next 10 years for two times a year. There's no way he can let the Texans draft before him unless the Texans are just willing to offer a sh- way more to go up to one for to the Bears, like, which would almost seem like stupid. Which Texans are really conservative too. When when's the last time they've even done that? I, I mean, know. they don't have anybody on their team, so it's I feel not, like Bill yeah. O'Brien would have done that. So that's the last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm fine with Bryce Young's the number one quarterback in this draft. His size is a question mark. He reminds me of Tua and Kyler Murray yeah. a little bit, yeah, but his size. So who goes that, number two? Oh, Davis Mills 2.0, or are we thinking C.J. Stroud? I, I feel like, oof. so here's my issue. If you follow I, the media, I, it's CJ Stroud. For today, I would say today it's CJ Stroud. The combine and, and the combine and some private workouts and all that stuff might change things. But today, versatility, yeah. So I mean. to the Texans, I think CJ Stroud. But I guess if I was just going to make one argument, like Will Levis, I know, like, nobody's really, like, creaming over Will Levis right now. Jesus Christ. But, but he's got all the tools that you're looking for. Like, if you're, if you're looking for the next Josh Allen, it's Will Levis. He, 
there's going to be a lot of work to do, but I could see Will Levis sneaking into that one spot to whoever's there. You know, who, the first quarterback off the board, I could see that being Will Levis. I, I'm completely fine with putting C.J. Stroud on the Texans right now, though. Put him on the board. So if that's the case, what's the draft look like right now, Corey? The actual draft picks of the NFL. Who's got like so, five, six, and seven? So the the so we're right now on our carousel board, we're assuming the Colts are going up to one and getting Bryce Young. Yeah. Texans are at two. Yeah. I I would say Arizona's a wild card at three, but I think they said uh, Kyler would have an input on the coaching search. Yeah, he's um, there. Kyler's going to stay there. Chicago Bears would be at four, and then you're at yeah, the Seahawks. You're at the Seahawks. Seahawks, I think, would stick with Geno as long as Pete Carroll returns and go elsewhere in the draft. Which is a mistake. It is a mistake. Probably. Probably. But if you can build a good enough team around Geno and keep his production as high as as it is, I think they can still be competitive. So I'm just going to slide Geno there. Uh, yeah. Back with the Seahawks, and we'll, we'll say the Seahawks go uh, def- defensive line or something. You yeah. got the Lions. I think the Lions would be stupid to go quarterback. They've got to stay with golf. They have to. He's got like two years left on his contract. At least go one more year. You got to go one more year with golf. Next year's draft is even better than this one at the quarterback position. Uh, Vegas has Tom Brady at seven. Then, you, <laughs> then you've got Atlanta. We have Mario. There it is. There it is. There it is. And I think Atlanta maybe moves up a couple picks too, but I, I could just see Will Levis in a, in a Falcons uniform next year. You know, a little Matt Ryan 2.0, you know. Yep, 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 yep. Re- really good quarterback his whole career, but never does anything. I, I mentioned the options that they've got on that team on offense. I, I love that. For a, for an incoming rookie, it, it almost can't get better than that. The bar is super low, and you've got good talent. Love it. Well, that's it. Okay. Those are the quarterbacks okay. we have. We may miss somebody. I don't think we did. Where's Ryan, where's Ryan Tannehill going to play, though? Yeah, we had Who a cares? backup with the Titans. He's going to be the backup. Saints, I'd say the Saints probably roll out Jameis Winston again. What's up with Jameis? Is he hurt? No. They just hate him. Who have they been playing at quarterback? Um, <laughs> the rookie. The rookie. Um... The Saints? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the Falcons. Um, Saints have been playing Andy Dalton. They've been playing Andy Dalton. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah it's, keep... a, it's a little timeshare. Taysom Hill in the mix. What the fuck are the Saints doing? What are, what's Tampa going to do? The Commanders? Oh, Dude, there's man. always going to be teams with no quarterback options like this year. Question they for, just throw out options. Question for both I of mean, you. I mean, these are the teams I feel like would be those teams. Yep. How much would you want to bet that none of this fucking happens and we are totally fucking insane? I'd bet all the money that I've ever made in my life that none of this happens. <laughs> best bets of the week. <laughs> Welcome back to best bets of the week. This is a segment where Daniel and I square off each and every week. We both pick four games. I pick four spreads. Daniel picks four over unders. And at the end of the season, the podcast before the Super Bowl, uh, the loser pays and takes shots. Uh, make sure you tune in for that episode. It's coming up here in just a few weeks. It's going to be not rowdy. really a punishment. 
It's going to be crazy. Yeah, Tony's not in the competition, so there is no punishment. Daniel and I would love to take shots of Fireball. Uh, twist. Fireball. Let's do a twist this year. Yeah. Does it have to be Fireball? It not. It's actually, I'm changing it now. It will not be Fireball. It's going to be Kraken Rum. Oh. First one to puke loses. <laughs> Wait, are you involved? Nope. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. Uh, so traditionally, we keep track of our records. We're going to still keep that going. What's, what are our records through the regular season and this first week of the playoffs, Daniel? Regular season, I am 49 and 25. And Corey, you are 38, 32 and 1. And then last week, we both went two and two, but both of those were all games were worth three apiece. So we're sitting at 55 on the win total versus 44. So just so 11 points. Just to clarify what that means is now that we're in the postseason and there are fewer games being played per week, we decided to up the ante a little bit and multiply the games. So we want you to know the record because we have a winning record. Like, I'm proud of that. Like You guys do a really fucking good job of picking these games. <laughs> winning record is a good thing to have. It's a great thing to have. And, uh, but for the sake of the competition and the fun of the game, now that there's fewer players in the pool, I think it matters more to be right. So that's why we chose to have a multiplier. So if you're going to hear about our record and our points, the points are going to decide the shots, but the record is ultimately what really matters. But the points are the game. So where are the points at, Daniel? Uh, 55 to 44. Okay. This week's points, last week was three points a game. This week is four points a game. Next week there will only be two games, and we'll up it to eight points a game. For the final two games of the season, uh, we won't be betting on this. Well, we'll be betting on the Super Bowl, but it won't be involved in the competition because the shots will take place before the Super Bowl. But tune in for the Super Bowl show because we love to do our Super Bowl prop bets, and it is a ton of fun, and we make a whole episode about it. All right, first game of the week. Um, I hope I have these. I do not have them in order, but I can definitely fix that real quick. We'll just go Saturday, 4.30. The Jags travel to the Chiefs. Jags are getting eight and a half points. I expected this line to be around five. I I think this line's a little high. I think the Jags can be competitive here. I really do. Um, If... Like, but at the same time, I could see the Chiefs pulling away and making this a blowout. I've got the Jags plus eight and a half at Kansas City. I think, I think these close games are going to keep up. We had a really good weekend of football. We had a really good weekend of football, and I think the Jags might be the wild card in all this. Uh, give me the Jags plus eight and a half at Kansas City. It's a lot of points for for a playoff game. A lot of points. What I'd be really disappointed about is if all like. And I could see this happening too. If all four of these games this weekend are just stinkers, all four, and they're all just blowouts and they're stinkers, which would be very unfortunate. Hopefully it keeps rolling. I've got the Jags plus eight and a half. I hope that doesn't happen because on this first game here, the 52 and a half over under, I'm actually taking the over. Um, I also think the Jags can kind of stay in this game enough to score some points. Obviously the Kansas city chiefs have had a week off. Andy Reid is always just so potent in the playoffs. Pat Mahomes just seems to show up any given week. Uh, But the Jaguars are clicking right now, Uh, especially on offense. Trevor Lawrence has ascended into like a top five quarterback in the entire NFL. 
Um, so Jags, Chiefs, give me 52 and a half. I'm taking the over. And Jay, last week, let's let's not forget Trevor Lawrence threw three, four, was it four picks to open the game? Four picks in the four first picks. half. Recovered, came back and won. Like, and threw four touchdowns in the second half. And threw four touchdowns. Those, like, there were games where, you know, we watched Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, just open games, throw picks. But they came back and got it done. Like, th- those are the traits you're looking for. It doesn't get phased. I'd be absolutely terrified of playing the Jags right now because they could win any football game they play. Uh, second game of the week is also Saturday at 8.15 p.m. The Giants travel to the Eagles in another in-division matchup. Uh, third time they play this year. Eagles were 2-0 in their matchups previously. Giants are getting seven points here. Vegas is loving the Eagles. Guys, I'm rolling with the Giants again. I... So the first game this year was a blowout. The second game was a lot closer. I think it was the last game of the season, if I'm not wrong. Jalen Hurts played in that game. Um, I think this is going to be a dirty game. I think it's going to be dirty. Jalen Hurts has only played one game out of, I don't know the number of games he missed. He missed three or four. So he's played one week out of probably five or six weeks now. Giants are rolling. They've got confidence. Danny Dimes is cooking. I think this will be a close game. I think the Eagles probably end up winning it, but I've got the Giants plus seven and a half. I think this is going to be a close football game. This is going to be a dirty game, boys. Yep, I agree. And with dirty, usually comes an under. Yep. Uh, the over-under is 48 and a half, so that seemed kind of high to me. So I'm going to take the under on that. The They've played twice this year, and one of the games was an absolute barn burner. I mean, both both teams put up crazy amount of points. I think the Eagles cleared 40 themselves. Uh, but then the second game kind of seems like more of what's going to happen. Um, it was a it's kind of a grinding, low-scoring game. So 48-and-a-half, I think that was a little too high. I'm taking the under on that. Um, third game of the week, Giants. Or I'm sorry, not Giants. The, the Bengals travel to Buffalo. In our prediction, we had the Bengals winning this game unanimously, I think. Uh, by the way, last week on our playoff predictions, we were five out of six. Five out of six. And the only game we lost was the Bucks, which I think a lot of people thought the Bucks would win that football game. They didn't show up. Not even um, close. The being, so the only thing I don't like about the Bengals right now, they just, had, they just lost an offensive lineman. Who'd they lose? Mm. Name escaping me. I was trying to Google it real quick. Uh, I couldn't find it. But they're down an offensive lineman, which could be a problem. Which I think was a problem probably last year. Rolling, they lost three offensive linemen during that game. Yeah, so hopefully they can stay healthy. I think down one, they're still going to be competitive. I've got Cincinnati plus five and a half. I think they are the better team against Buffalo still. Uh, but hopefully the offensive line isn't going to struggle too much. If they get another injury like last year, I'm I'm probably going to lose confidence come next next week if they do pull this out. I've got Bengals plus five and a half. That's who we got winning. They're my Super Bowl favorite right now. I'm going to stick with my Bengals plus five and a half at Buffalo. Yeah, the Bengals came out. They did not look very sharp. Um, they actually should have lost that game against the Ravens. The Ravens had that game in hand, and if it wasn't for a fumble at the one-yard line, going in to score and the Bengals didn't score the rest of the game. 
um, they they would have lost. So um, the Bengals they did not have a very good outing at home, but I think they I think they regroup here. They have experience. This team does now. Joe Burrow does. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Um, I think they're going to come into Buffalo. They're used to playing in cold weather. Buffalo's ready. And this should have been the game that we would have had three weeks ago. So we, we haven't seen these two match up together. And we only saw 7-3, to three, and it was almost the end of the first quarter. Um, so it wasn't the barn burner start that we thought it would be. But I'm still going to take the over, actually, on this one. It was 48 and a half. Um, it, it says something when Vegas thinks that they're going to score as much as the Giants and Eagles game. Um, you got two potent offenses here. Two pretty good defenses, but the offenses are better than their defenses. So I, I actually really like the over in this game. 48 and a half uh, Bengals at Bills. I think this is the kind of the, the kind of game the Bengals like a little bit more. The the Ravens game, just a dirty, grinded out team. The the Bills are a team that's gonna try to put up points, and I think yeah. that's the kind of game the Bengals like. I think this is a better matchup for them. Yeah, Joe Burrow uh, hates sitting on the sideline for 28 minutes while the Ravens are driving for 17 plays. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> fucking figuring it out. Like brutal. However, however they can get the yardage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final game of the week, and of course it's the fucking Cowboys. Final game of the week, Sunday, 6:30. We gotta watch the goddamn Cowboys. God, I wish they just would have lost, dude. God damn. Um. San Fran's the favorite at home. <laughs> three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. So You're all over San Fran then. I'm all over San Fran. I'm taking it's my only favorite of the week. My other three are the do- are the dogs. I, I guess I'm just vouching, you know, I'm playing on close games here. God I, so uh, Cowboys scare me a little bit right now. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. They scare yeah, me a little sure. bit. For sure. And, and if Brock Purdy doesn't show up. That it could be a problem, but uh, what San Fran brings that Tampa doesn't is an elite defensive line, and I think if that defensive line can get in the face of Dak Prescott, cause some problems, get into the backfield, I think this could be another blowout for San Fran. I've got San Fran minus three and a half. I just love the D line. I know Dallas is really good in that department as well. I just feel like San Fran's a little better coach. They're gonna they're gonna be. San Fran's going to have a better game plan for Dallas's defensive line than Dallas is going to have for San Fran's defensive line. San Fran yeah. minus three and a half. I, I really feel like if the Cowboys pull this off in San Francisco, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Fuck. They have, a, they have a division rival left, regardless of who wins. And the Giants could easily pull the... I mean, anybody could win. It's the playoffs, but... Just imagine the Giants winning and then the Cowboys winning. How easy of a road that would be. Oh, it's going to happen, dude. Uh, but uh, Vegas, actually, is the lowest over under the week, 45 and a half. So Vegas is maybe thinking the, uh, the defensive lines are going to slow down the game a little bit more like you do, Corey. But um, Cowboys are clicking right now, and so are the 49ers. And so I, I just couldn't help myself but take the over. Um, 45 and a half, that's, that, that was kind of an easy one for me, actually. I was kind of thinking, nah, this is going to be a hard one, but 45 and a half just doesn't seem enough. So um, like last week, a bunch of the games hit the over. They're very good teams. Everyone's clicking. Um, I got three overs and one under this week. 
I like all of them. I, well, Dude. you know what? I'll say, Corey, your dog bets scare me. Jacksonville. They scare me too. Jackson, I'm going to be honest me. with you. Um, it's the playoffs. Everything's scary. It's it's all fucking scary. And I don't. And I'll say last week again, though. Again, we were in the same situation last week, boys, that you've put me in almost every week since I've started parlaying your picks. And I text you both multiple times. Just I was pissing myself because I put $25 in and I could cash out for 180 bucks. And our lock was the Tampa Bay game. Was it not? No, no. It was, uh, it was the, our lock was the Bills. And they didn't cover. I didn't cash out. I lost. Point is, again, I say it every week. If you're winning enough money that you're happy, like if you're happy with your wager and you're like, for me, if I double my money, I'm happy. If I triple my money, I'm fucking ecstatic. Cash out. Stop. Don't, don't let your pride stop you because I ended up losing 25 bucks. Now, having said that, it feels like I lost $180 because that's what I could have cashed out. So get your head right. Only gamble if you can afford to gamble, all that stuff. Um, but don't be afraid to cash out. Like I, I'm, I have no problem with doing that at all. I took, I took three of your bets. One I didn't take that I really struggled with uh, was Giants plus seven and a half. And today, Melissa sat on the couch and she said, the Giants are going to win. She said, that, I'm sorry, she said the Eagles are going to lose. It was just that. It was this, that was the end of the sentence. I feel it. And I remember sitting on my back deck and she said, David Johnson's going to be the first player that gets hurt this year. And then he broke his wrist three drives in or four drives into the first game of the season. And she looked at me one day, a different day on the couch, and she said, what happens if the power goes out at the Super Bowl? I swear to God, this is fucking real. And sure enough, at fucking damn near halftime, the power goes out at the fucking Super Bowl. The Niners were playing that Super Bowl. Niners in the... Niners, who are they playing? Doesn't matter. Niners Baltimore. Niners Ravens, yeah, yeah. Power goes out. I swear to God, every... I'm telling you, once every couple of years, this woman just says something and it fucking happens. So I almost put the money on the points, but I didn't quite have the balls to do it. Did she have her wand out? Uh, Wait. She didn't have a wand. Didn't, was she casting not, the spell? You're I, not taking the Giants getting seven and a half, I'm, even though they're going to win? I'm too scared. I'm too scared. But don't be surprised at all. It, 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 the Giants are either going to get blown out or they're going to win straight up. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. I would. So me personally, like that's the game I feel most confident about this week. I love to hear that. Here are my bets. I love the over 53 for Chiefs Jaguars. Kansas City's going to put up 35, damn near 40. Jacksonville can put up the rest. I'm not worried about that at all. Cincinnati Bengals plus five. We all think they're the champions. I'll take it. I've got nothing else to say there. I'm going to bet them every week. As long as they're getting points, I'm going to continue to bet them. It's just free points in my mind. I chose the over for that game, too. I got it at that 48 and a half on DraftKings. That's Bengals, Bills, over 48 Whoa. and a half. 48 and a half? Wow. Yep. Wait, is that what I said, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's sorry, your, sorry, that's sorry. I was thinking of a different game. Yeah. I was thinking of a different game. And then I did a fourth bet, and this is just to manipulate, manipulate the app, really. I went ahead and took the night game on Sunday. San Francisco, 49ers, minus three and a half. My plan is, if I win three of these bets... I'm cashing out. Like, that's the plan. That's how, you, that's how you do it. That's the absolute plan. I'm not ashamed of it. 
it's worked 99% of the time. It's always worked. And when I didn't follow through with it, I lost my money. So that's the plan. It's a three, it's a three leg bet with increased odds because I'm not going to play that game. So if I hit my three, I make a little bit extra. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. Like it. Yep. Anything else? Nope. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.